0: Hello, this is Michaela folks with the Unbound podcast, where we talk fat loss and fitness while having a sense of clarity, joy and freedom for the body and the being inside it. You can find out more about me or more on these matters at MichaelaFolks.com as well as on social media by the same name. Okay, hello, my darlings, it's Michaela. So I wanted to talk about why beer is so bad for weight loss. Um, And so, you know, I've been talking about the fact that I am deliberately drinking not much um, and why, period. (laughs) Um, And just how detrimental like alcohol kind of is for our existence, honestly, um, and certainly for our health and certainly for our waistline. So the truth is, I've just been kind of like going back through past blog post to um, put these into podcasts if it's appropriate. Um, so this was written a couple years ago. But the truth is, it still holds true. Um, so if you are indulging, this would be something good to think about. Um, so I've written other blog posts about hangovers and how to drink better. Um, and so in both of those, basically, beer is always at the bottom of the list. Um And so we're just going to talk a little bit more about why um, and how you might want to approach it if weight loss is a priority and you still really enjoy beer. Because the truth is, um, I get it. I think last summer I was introduced to beer culture, brewery culture more fully and I got it. It was just like, this is fun, you know, um, and beer is interesting. There's so many nuances and the water matters and, you know, the labeling is fun and, um, you know, and beer tends to kind of uh, evoke. Uh, you know (laughs) a feeling of happiness and um, people tend to be you know social and then again like these environments tend to you know just bring in like you know your dogs and your kids and music Um, and so I get it it's fun Um, but anyway you might want to tone this down a little bit if you have greater goals um, so at any rate, the whole thing, two big things why beer is so detrimental is basically the uh, percentage of alcohol to calories that ratio, and then the fact that it's typically like loaded with toxins. And so these are the things that really matter um, with our body. So beer seems like a very benign choice, you know. It's it's generally always available. You just have a beer. It's not like a real drink. But the truth is, um, for those two reasons, it actually can be worse than um, wine or spirits, um, certainly for your waistline. So at any rate, um, basically, if sensation is something that's an objective with beer, then you might want to... uh, basically have a certain order of events and so again not to like sound like an alcoholic but if you do want to feel more um, then basically starting with something else um, you know starting with something that's a little more high octane whether that is beer and then toning it down or is liquor and then switching to beer um, but the truth is the you know double IPAs Um, things that are, you know, 16 ounces plus, they're just like calorically prohibitive and they tend to have a ton of carbohydrates. Like I think I had written down something like, you know, for a pint, it's like 18 grams of carbs, um, which is substantial. And so wine has a very small amount of carbohydrates, like three, five, six um for a serving and the drier the better. And then also less calories, maybe like a hundred, one twenty um for a serving. And then liquor has zero carbs um and tends to be like, you know, sixty to ninety calories a shot, something like that. Um so anyway, things to think about um about that. And then basically um vodka, you know, vodka and soda, like I thought about tequila the other weekend, um, because that can just be like, again, cleaner, purer, more heavily distilled. Um, and then I had a glass of wine following. So again, you might want to take that tactic or you might want to switch to a light beer or a lighter beer or a smaller beer. Um, because the whole thing with it is that, um, again like if we're just kind of like downing this drowning ourselves in this um it really adds up quickly um and because of the lower alcohol uh percentage it's just easy to drink you know a bunch and still feel very much in control um very comfortable and like you know with our waistline steadily growing um so anyway, but if you're more interested in the taste, then please drink less. Please sip your drink. Um, please, you know, extend the duration with which you are consuming it. Um, you know, I think people kind of, uh, I don't know if beer connoisseurs appreciate beers that are a little bit warmer, that you can have a little more um, of an appreciation of their flavor, Um if that's the case, and so that's not necessarily a negative, Um, but at any rate, uh, that might be something just to think about, and then the other thing I just want to say is, maybe just regarding light beer, like, that can actually be a very useful tactic for a number of reasons, and truthfully, like, if you want to drink less, so I just talked about starting with something harder, maybe so you can do that if you're kind of going the sensation wise if you're wishing to kind of um more comfortably like step back from drinking a little bit more start with a light beer um or sandwich your you know heavier higher octane stuff between light beers um and that's something that can really you know just kind of help you to feel like you're still having what you love um You know, it's just a little toned down. Um, You're still, you know, with the group, you're still doing the same things, um, but yet you are making far uh, less of a negative impact on your waistline um, and then even your health. And then the other thing with lighter beers, uh, lower alcohol drinks, they always have less calories, but it actually makes it easier to wish to drink less. So basically, here's like stuff that I've been learning just about, um, you know, basically how to drink less comfortably, understanding how to do it more. I think I brought this up before. There's a really great app called Reframe. And basically, it talks about, so it's for people that either want to drink less or not at all. And it just talks about how alcohol works, you know, kind of the the neurological impact, um, kind of like what we might wish to work on in our world, to not use this, like how to cope differently, how to you know, develop other um, resiliency strategies. Um, it's really, really useful. I would totally encourage anyone to check it out, even if they're just interested um, or if they wish to change their lifestyle a bit. But at any rate, this app talks about the fact that it's actually really beneficial to start with a lighter beer or to even start with a non-alcoholic beverage in your evening or day or whenever you're doing this if you wish to be cutting back. And so what that will do, um, especially like you know, a non-alcoholic drink would be great, period, but a, a lower alcohol drink basically makes the hit of dopamine that the brain gets from alcohol less. And so what that does is it starts to train it to not make those two actions interchangeable anymore. Meaning that a reason why drinking is so compelling is because alcohol gives us this huge surge of dopamine, this pleasure neurotransmitter. And so in reality, there aren't many things that kind of compare with that. So it's really seductive to drink because of how it affects the brain. And so this isn't personal, this isn't like, you know, one of us, or, you know, we're like weaker willed or more, you know, 10, uh, what do I wanna say, uh, predisposed to have atten- uh, addictive you know, qualities. It's that it feels really good for the brain to drink alcohol and when we have it we have this massive surge of dopamine and the truth is the more often we drink the more we drink basically we get wired to want that so if you start to in your you know typical socializing or however you drink beer have alcohol if you start with a lower alcoholic drink like a light beer basically you'll just have a smaller surge of dopamine and so you'll start to kind of wean yourself off or down a little bit from that from that chemical in your brain and so it'll you'll be just a bit less hooked in um and so I hope that makes sense I hope that makes sense that's I hope that makes sense Anyway, so I wanted to say that, and then I additionally wanted to say, um, so I recently read a book called Nature Wants Us to be Fat, and what I loved about it is that essentially, it just tells the tale of either, of being in a sugar-burning mode, being in a deeply entrenched sugar-burning mode. Um, this man called that state when your like survival switch has been flipped, your fat switch has been flipped, We call it a sugar-burning mode, so you have less energy, you gain weight easily, you have like an impossible time taking it off, you become insulin-resistant, potentially have diabetes, um, and a whole cascade of health issues, heart disease, hypertension, fatty liver, um, high levels of uric acid, which is responsible for gout, Um, what else, what else, what else? I'm not remembering right now, but the thing that I want to say is that beer, if you are in any of that situation, you know, overweight, um, low energy, like easy to gain weight, hard to lose it, um, insulin resistant, or like on your way to diabetes, having diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. If any of that pertains to you, beer is really bad and salt is really bad. I talked about this on the last podcast, red meat. <laughs> and so the truth is that doesn't mean forever, but it means that in the state that you're in, having beer, it's actually the yeast that reinforces, that doubles down on this state. And also I think the amount of uric acid in your body, which just has its own like negative consequences. So, at any rate, I just wanted to bring that up, okay, and so it can be really easy to like look at these um you know so called repercussions from a pretty um detached state um because it feels like well, this is just how it is, right, um or maybe there are many people in your world that are in a similar situation, this is how it is, you know like, what, I'm supposed to, like, eat like a rabbit, you know, and drink water and not do anything? Like, well, I'm not going to do that. And the thing that I want to say is that isn't the other option. Like, and so what we talk about here is getting your body into a fat-burning mode and why it's so helpful for weight loss, why it's so impactful for health. But the truth is, when you're in a fat-burning mode, you can do different things, and it doesn't take forever to get into a fat burning mode. And truthfully, like the worse things are, the longer it will take, but it still has a timeline. Not your doctor, not a scientist, but those are just like the facts that I am aware of and have been working with for a very long time. Um so at any rate, I just thought that was some pretty eye-opening stuff. And the big thing is that when you are deeply entrenched in a sugar-burning mode, doing certain things will affect your body in a certain way slash negatively. And when you're in a fat-burning mode, you can do the same stuff and it doesn't have the same impact. And that's amazing. And so with that, it's like, if you have an interest in like having your cake and eating it too, having your like red meat and salt and beer more often than like you think you should right now, like, Get your ass <laughs> into a fat burning mode because it literally, like, you will have less of a negative impact on your health and your waistline, which is really, really cool. Okay, so that's it. That's all I wanted to say. I hope that was very eye opening, um, useful, and potentially hopeful. That's my wish. Um, Because I think that often when people have been in a certain state, um, they think this is just how it is. And it's not, it's how things have been set up and quite likely what is being done still that it's reinforcing that mood, that mode, excuse me. Um, And so the truth is like, when you're in a different place, You just have more wiggle room. You can, like, beer is never good for anyone, really, like, um, but you can have it in a way that's not overly detrimental, um, unlike when you are in a deeply entrenched sugar burning mode, all right? So that's it. I hope that was great. Please check out the link in the description of this podcast. Please check out, so Unbound Fit Found. Please check out Fat Burning Pro. Um, please get a handle on the fact that, um, you know, you're either burning fat or if things are pretty dire, you're blocking fat from being burned. And that is really a matter of just changing the wiring, which is totally possible to do. All right. So please check that out um, if you are struggling or if you would like a better way. um, And soon, (laughs) reach out, period, if you have questions, if you need anything. um, But soon there will be a new homepage coming with a direct link to book a call if you want to talk about, um, you know, what a good option might be for you based on where you are. All right, so that's it. Hope that was amazing. Hope you're having an incredible day. Thank you for your attention. Love to all and until next time.